0: Listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Right,
1: good afternoon, good morning, depending on what time time zone you're in. This is episode seventy three of the Ants podcast. I've got Jake and Joe with me. I'm Matt uh jake are you okay after the recent
0: beer spillage over there i i'm okay now yes i i should have had the light on in the room when i was pouring the beer into my brand new copper mug which is ice cold after taking it out of the freezer so that was completely my fault i apologize
1: and joe uh our word pronuncié extraordinaire <laughs> yes yes
2: yes how are you Doing good. Doing good. Uh, my pants are dry. I haven't spilled any beer on them, so that's a good start.
1: It yeah, is a good start, too. Uh, I, I want to say it's Sunday. It's not Sunday. It's Monday. Uh, I've got such a weird vibe because it's technically a work day. Well, it should be a work day, but it's
2: not. It just feels weird. Happy uh, Memorial Day to everybody that's uh, listening or post-Memorial Day. Definitely.
1: Uh, so what, what are you drinking today, Joe?
2: Um, so I went this direction. See if you can hear. I uh, got a little bit of wine action. It's uh, I think it's like King Vineyards. Uh, it's from Oregon. It's uh, Pinot Noir, uh, two thousand twelve. So, cheers! Oh, cheers! Whoa! Look out! Wow! And
1: Jake, what I are never... you currently mopping up from your lap?
0: <laughs> I am presently mopping up uh, from our good friends, Funky Buddha. It is a hop stimulator. Which is a double double IPA? Oh my god, this is a double IPA! Oh, my god. that's a nine
1: percenter.
0: That's a nine percenter. This is going to get fun at the end of the podcast. Wow! <laughs> but uh, Funky Buddha, if you have the ability to drink Funky Buddha, you should. It's out of uh, just outside of West Palm. So if you're heading down to that neighborhood for the shows in the summer, make sure you find Funky Buddha and go have a beer or three because they really, really make a good beer.
1: And you, Matt, what are you having? It is quarter it- after eleven here. On, uh, on the on mo- the on the morn, so I'm just wrapped up a sugar free Red Bull. I've got some water and a coffee to keep me. Ooh. So I know. I oh know. Wow. Goodness.
2: Goodness. pee know. sitting down too,
1: or <laughs> crap standing up.
2: <laughs> we are we are gonna force you at the break to find a drink. How about that?
1: Well, at the break, at, at you know, per our history here, it might be like <laughs> one
2: o'clock over here, based on our pace. So maybe then it's okay to drink. It. Maybe it would be okay. Jake, can you uh, remind us of what The Drinking Word is? Uh, it would be inconceivable
0: for me to not mention the word inconceivable, which is our drinking word.
1: Can I admit that I, first saw, I saw that movie for the first time this week? What movie is that? The, the First Bride? Time? For the First Time, yes.
0: You've never seen The Princess Bride before? N- never, ever. Literally
2: 2016?
0: No. In
1: 2016, oh, as I in like, have, uh, like Thursday remember.
2: night. I still have never seen it, and when Matt said he watched it, I went and YouTubed, uh, inconceivable, and somebody has done the pleasure of putting a, um, a highlight clip, <laughs> clip together of just all the times that it's mentioned, so I feel like I've seen the movie now.
1: Yeah, well, I was told before I started watching it that this was going to be like, you're going to hear so many things that you've been saying and and, and catchphrases that you'd never do where they came from, probably this movie, and yeah, that's correct. It's true.
0: i. I just can't believe that I've actually watched The Princess Pride more times in 2016 than you two have in your whole entire
2: life. (laughs) Easily. How would you describe Uh, that? It's inconceivable. (laughs) Cheers.
1: Cheers. Okay. Well, on to the show. Uh, There have been four shows, um, again, just like last week, uh, since our last podcast. We've got uh, the Pelham show, uh, Birmingham, uh, at Oak Mountain. We've got the Charlotte show, which, yes, did go on. At the PNC Music Pavilion, the Hot Atlanta show at Aaron's Amphitheater, uh, also known as amphitheater name that screws up our code for setting out all our cool stuff <laughs> because it has yes. an apostrophe in it. Yep. And uh, the Maryland Heights uh, show. Which have they opened tours at that venue prior?
0: In Maryland they had. Heights, okay. In in the uh, in the early to mid 2000s, that used to be the uh, jumping off point.
1: I thought that looked familiar at the yeah, so the Hollywood Casino uh, Amphitheater. So uh, we got a, a lot of stuff to talk about. Joe, you seem to you know know the most about these shows. You got your hand on the pulse because you kind of like write the set list for all the shows
2: and things like that.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's kick it off. How was uh, – what do you think about Pelham? Uh,
2: Pelham's an interesting show and, and those that aren't familiar with Pelham, what, it's uh, Birmingham. Is that right, Jake? Yeah, it's in just a bit? little – it's a little suburb of, of Birmingham, that's all. Um, probably the most unique thing I mean I took from here is the Bismarck Opener opening up with a new song that's only been played in its life at that time eight times um, as the opener. Um, I don't know what you guys, what do you guys think about that? It went into 41, so kind of a, kind of really took a turn after that, but I mean, I like Bismarck, but do you think it's a good opener?
0: Well, they've done this before um, in 2000, JTR opened and closed shows um, fairly early, fairly is a, a relative term. Um, I don't recall off the top of my head a song debuting and opening this soon. So, yeah, that's a little unusual. That just tells you what the band thinks of the song, though,
2: really. Yeah, well, they're really big in
0: it.
1: Uh, and I don't think that there really is a line now to be drawn for opening. I mean, a satellite opening is open to show this year. Mm-hmm. That, that cool. I think, is maybe not stranger than Bismarck, but – I certainly wouldn't have guessed Satellite and I wouldn't get amped up for Satellite. I mean, who cares? The opening song, you're you're now the show has started, so it's exciting anyway, but um,
2: a lot of people know Satellite and they sing to Satellite. Yeah, and it's different, and pe- for sure. yeah, people that aren't even like hardcore fans can get it, but I mean, Bismarck, I mean, that's that that's you, you know, unless you're on the part of the online community, you've never heard that song before. That's true. That's true. Well, which is a- it's only five minutes. It's a quick opener, I guess. Um, you know, maybe it helps you get to your seats, um, kind of like what Dave was doing in the acoustic tour, playing a, an acoustic solo song to kind of like get everybody to come down to their seats and and, and get situated. But um, I mean, the rest of the show got break free has um, has come back again um, for the third Matt's time in the, during the show. Yep, Matt's very favorite. Break I don't free. hate it. No, I don't hate the song. I hate the ending. I was just listening to a couple other D M B songs that all have like kind of the same kind of what did you call it? Like family matters ending. Yeah. I'm like, you must hate all of these songs. Like what? I, you I and I think you said shotgun you didn't like you like, but it's got a pretty horny section at the end. Not and use horny. And not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that sense.
1: <laughs> Maybe for you. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. that didn't take long for Matt to, uh, for Joe to screw up his first word. That was
1: seven, <laughs> that was seven minutes in. Just so you know, in the seventh minute, Joe dropped
0: it.
2: I know, but I just, th- I think I, I just like it. It's, it's all because you don't like that song. But um...
1: by the way, thanks for all the examples.
3: Well, <laughs> well I can't remember. Well, there's, sh- there's
2: shotgun.
0: Um there's, there's the the one about the guns with the double barrels what do you call it um
2: shotgun I have to look through my playlist so I was listening to I I wasn't really like Matt I don't think about you that much that I, I want to like take notes or mental notes it was just like at the time it happened I was like oh Matt would probably hate this song cuz it's got a a really good horn part at the end of it <laughs> that, that sounds would call cool, Horny. Oh, it sounds like it was on uh, Full House in ninety three. Matt must love this. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was watching. Maybe that's what I was listening to. Yeah, probably. Um one other another thing that was interesting, I think, you know, Jake is they went so much to say straight into ants, no kind of um no traditional segue, right?
0: Right. And they've done that a few times where they've left it out. Um just it's easy to kind of seg into ants because of that, because of the um you know, the cold drum intro to it it's not horny that's for sure Um, so I don't think that's that's too totally unusual the thing I thought was unusual about the show although it's closed shows before was um, the encore again with a song that's new Bob Law which you know that's fine I think a new song in the encore works a little bit more
2: than an opener but what's interesting about that is Jane was on the set list song that Jane likes they swapped out song that Jane likes for Bob Law which
0: you know that's unfortunate. But, well, it would be for me. I, I like I really like uh, Song Jin likes.
2: Mm-hmm. Although
0: I kind of I'm kind of digging Bob Law a little bit too. But you might die trying is uh, an interesting choice for closers. And I know they've closed with it uh, before, but just I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like a traditional closer. It feels like an uh, an odd closer to me. Oh no, Maybe. I th- I
2: think it rocks as a close. I think it rocks as a set closer. Um, as a show closer yeah it's a little I want a little, a little bit more um, but it's still a really good song and the energy is really high and they turn Stefan's bass up so Bagby turns it up so deep and so loud during that it's it's hard not to not to enjoy the song I know I like it, I like I, uh, it I'll too. take it I, a set closer I'll take it though as my preferred spot I, I mean I'll take it mid set um, first but and then... I'll
1: help you out Joe that's yeah. one of these songs that has a bit of horn section at the end.
2: Uh-oh, uh-oh. It does. Right? It does. Oh. Yes. How would you describe that horn section at the end? Um
1: erotic? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> it's okay. Um no, I li- I like that and that, that's a brief that's at the very very end and it's I don't know what I don't know why, but it just doesn't seem as cheesy as as Break Free. Um I was li- I was kind of on a kick of this song recently, so I listened to I was trying to do a little jumping around and finding out on uh, Apple Music, and I got two versions came up. One from the Wrigley Field show, which was awesome, and then I listened to one at Piedmont Park, which, like, listening right next to it, right one after the other, the Piedmont Park one sounds, it is the Lily White Sessions captain to the Busted Stuff captain. It's like slit your wrist, boring, bad, sad, you might die trying on Piedmont versus uh, the Wrigley Field. It's really weird.
2: Matt, are you doing a little ants? uh, song series without me. No, I'm not.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: sounds, like you're,
2: sounds like, you. sounds like, but are. I
1: have my vote in at least, or at least what I know what not to vote for. Should that song come up in the old ping pong ball machine? <laughs> yeah, we have yet to see it, but I mean, that song's really changed. It mm-hmm. really, I guess is the message here.
2: Yep. Um, so I like yep. it right now. The other song that's, um, getting some feedback. I'm curious, you guys is, uh, death on the high seas got played at, um, Pelham and, um, some of the reactions are mixed. It was my favorite of the of the you know last year's songs, um, but now some that seems to get being you know with the new songs, people like those so much that their "Death on the High Seas" is quickly falling out of out of love. If you ask me, I, I saw some somebody tweeted tweeted at us like. If you're in the lawn and you and you stood standing through death on the high seas, you should get an award of some kind. It uh, is the
1: universal lowest show flow rated song. When I say universal, I mean that means including all users um, at right. the show and not at the show. Where where um, Jimmy always gets the everybody who's not there hates it and people who are there don't mind it. Um, mm-hmm. But this this was universal poorly
2: voted. Wow, I don't know. I mean, I like the song, but yeah, I guess when it com- when you compare it to some of the new songs, um, I-, I guess I would rather hear the new songs. Not me. I you still like the- love, it. I- still I, love still-
0: it. I still I still love it. I think it's a great song, and you know, if that's the way people want to vote on it because it's new and it's quiet, then whatever. I mean, it's it's really the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, it's new and quiet. I don't like it. Play "Lover Lay Down" instead because that's
1: old and quiet. <laughs> that's a that's a very true point. I mean, really, I mean, it like,
0: you know, I want to hear pay for what you get. Well, you know what? In 1992, when they played pay for what you get, you know what people did? They got a beer, okay? Same thing with I'll Back You Up. The The joke set list from that 393 show, the Big League Chew show, as, it, as it's known, the, the other name for I'll Back You Up is Let's Get a Beer. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's just, it's a timing thing. That's all it is. It's a timing so, thing,
2: but then can't, wouldn't you agree, like, like lima beans, some things you know grow on you with um with age. Oh, I, I would know. say mustard, lima beans that that's gotten
1: worse.
0: <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you do with your lima beans. Brussels you know, sprouts, yeah, I, I, I like Brussels sprouts. You know what? If you do them in bacon, you really can't go wrong.
2: Exactly, but I'm I just, just I'm saying, just throwing like, it out it's there. One of the, it's like one of those things that it, it needs a little bit of time, and then you then you come to appreciate it.
0: Well, I mean, you're right, but the problem is that that's never going to happen because it's the, you know, there's a certain portion of the crowd that's just like, "Oh, it's new and it's slow, so it must suck."
1: I I um remember Raven taking a bit from me. Um the Lily White set. I didn't like the Lily White version anyway, but um Raven took me a while to get into. But now I I mean, it's one of my probably top 15 or 20 songs
0: yeah i i I still did but i liked it from the beginning but i mean that's another example and people kind of forget about that too and and um for the two-thirds of us that saw shows in 2000 you might recall that people sat down on practically all the songs that now people beloved like raven
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know even gray street people were kind of looking around going "Eh." they set
3: up
2: they set, the, uh, they set up the, they uh, set up the, the, amp- the amphitheaters now so that you can't sit, you know, make them all GA and, uh, and make them so, you no, <laughs> can't sit, yet. sit now.
1: Well, so, so, so the Pelham show was, was one of those sh- handful of shows this tour so far that did not have any debuts, nothing really out of the ordinary, um, nothing all that remarkable in terms of just song selection. And then they turn around and they actually do play the Charlotte show, uh, which was, A a good thing, and I I believe right before that announcement came out, we had all kind of landed on it's too late for them to cancel. They're going to go through with it, maybe donate something, and sure enough, so maybe you heard it here second or third, something like that, depending (laughs) on when you listen to the pod. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But yes, it did go on, and uh, they donated um, proceeds from the show. I don't know. Was it the entire proceeds or a chunk to um, groups uh, fighting the legislation that everybody was in uproar about, not everybody, but certain groups were in uproar about, uh, in, in North Carolina. So I think that was probably the best outcome and probably a pretty decent political move by the band as well. I'm, I'm really glad they didn't cancel. And I think a lot of people are, especially anybody who was there were as well. Uh, but yeah, so in contrast to the Pelham show, we've got four tour debuts and for all of that, Jake summed it up with, uh, they played crash into me
2: i don't i don't think i said crash no he didn't say that but but that was yeah yeah it was was um, the uh, played
1: four songs that started with the letter s
2: (laughs) yes that's right because everyone
0: i'm sure everybody there at the charlotte show had their squirm signs in the crowd
2: i'm sure
0: of it the next time you see a squirm sign will be the first same with so right oh i can't wait to see him next time if someone's gonna post it it's gonna be
1: great oh i might make one here and and Put a background in it. Go Photoshop. ahead. Why don't
0: you put? Yeah, make one for if only on the other side. Do do that because that debuted also. And let me tell you, when when if only debuted, if you would have saw the the ants boards blow up, it's happening. <laughs> Finally, yes, we were all hoping we would go if only rooftop back to back, and yes, it happened. Nailed it. Please tell us more about these wonderful tour debuts.
2: Oh man, how do you so, really feel? Yeah, tell us how you really feel. Like
0: well, me. I I look. I'm the, I'm the guy. I'm the one person that likes If Only. I love that song. I think it's great. I like Rooftop. I like it especially when it doesn't have three extra people on it. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with most of the debuts. But, I mean, really, you know, Squirm, So Right, Seek Up, Warehouse, which has an S in it, Samurai Cop, Seven, Stay or Leave. I mean, how do they not play Spotlight there?
1: I think Dave's S key was just stuck on the
2: keyboard. I think so. They should have played Spotlight. <laughs> I think somebody tweeted at us. Um, I think when Dave was making this set list, um he was using the D M B Hub app and he was stuck in and stuck in the S's range on the on the scroll on the scroll bar and so on. Actually I
1: think he was about to type shite and if only came up instead.
2: Oh uh, oops. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's cool to get I mean cool to get some tour debuts. I know they're not the 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 pickings of the tour debuts. Um Seek Up has been making a lot of early, early show appearances, you know, now played, you know, five times and they're all within the first five songs or so Um, one time opening, I believe. So I'm loving that. That's just a really, really good way to start the show. I hope that just keeps happening. I love Seek Up.
1: Ever since that uh, Red Rocks album, it's just a quintessential opener for me. Uh, or, you know, even an early pop out too. It's, it's just great. I like, you know, I, I'm with you, Joe. I think even though they're not necessarily barn burners or rare songs, uh, the four tour debuts just add that much more variety to the tour. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that. They're introducing that. They're not, that they haven't seemed to sure. They've fallen into a rhythm on certain songs and they're kind of rotating things around, but they're always, you know, throwing more ingredients in that's only bodes bodes well for the the rest of the tour.
2: Yeah, it's making it making it difficult for the setlist game. I'll tell you that um, we got some new we got some new some new data up on the site, which we'll talk about later. But um, you know the the average score or the you know the number of correct picks in a show is has not trended up, which you might expect. You know, as the tour takes shape and it, maybe the sets get more predictable. Um, it's been it's been a little it's been then fluctuate and it's been keeping it fresh, being creative. So I like that. Even if it takes, um if only Jake to come, to come back. Cool. I, but, but I'm okay.
0: You know, just so we're clear, I'm okay with tour debuts, even ones that I'm not crazy about here. I, I like that. I agree with you guys. That's the variety we're looking for.
1: That so, was yes. the highest rated show flow show of the, of this four song, uh, four show run as well. Um, Interesting. The only two dips below the Mendoza line were seven, and uh, if only, Seven had a, an average below the line, so did If Only, but If Only had a slightly higher rating. People who were at the show only slightly hated it, um, just below that line, uh, but uh, Seven was a little bit. Seven was actually enjoyed by more people at the show, but more people away from the show did not
0: like it more. So. Right, because it's very, very cool to hate on Seven, because Seven's just, you know. It is
1: cool to hate on Seven, and I don't. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't agree with that. It's because people are stupid.
0: I mean, mean, let's not mince words a little bit. This could be the double IPA talking, but I mean, there's really nothing dumber than just coming out and saying, well, well, I don't know why he plays this song so much. Well, because it's in a different time than any other song they do. It's completely unique. Well, it's so dumb. He says the same words over and over again. Yeah. You mean like, what would you say or something like that? I mean, (laughs) I mean, let's again, we don't like this song because it's new.
2: I, i'm su- I'm surprised Matt that um, you said that the um, Charlotte show was rated so high of the four I would have thought the next show Atlanta would have been higher and I'm curious to know what you know what might have been dragging that down because
1: two, s- two severe dips uh death on the high seas again mm-hmm.
2: universally
1: hated and well. And I'm not surprised, you and me. Play something old! You and me late in the show is just like, oh, come on. Um, Especially because I don't want to risk going to the bathroom and missing the encore.
2: Mm, Good point.
1: Um, And and that encore, by the way. (laughs) Uh, We got two tour debuts in Atlanta. And we had our first two guests. And it's a good thing we didn't say first three guests because that would have really scared everybody
2: off, right, Jake? That would have, that would have terrified <laughs> everyone. Correct? And again, and and just and for what it's worth, again, semantics, it depends on whether or not you consider Charlottesville part of the tour or not. Um, if you don't consider Charlottesville, then yes, these are our first two guests.
1: Right, yeah, just looking at the show flow chart, it's mostly high. death. I, I don't think Death on the High Seas and You and Me necessarily kill it that much, but the run up to You and Me, which is kind of like it, it starts at uh, basically... The Jimmy, sexy MF Bob Law, you and me, kind of just is like a slope that just go down. It falls off there, um, yep. and then obviously the, the the you might die trying um, is is net positive, and then the the ants and uh, Halloween closer was that's that's a pretty great
0: encore,
3: mm-hmm.
0: w- which actually was not the original encore. The original encore was Granny and ants marching. And, I, and there were some weird things going on, but we got a lot of reports kind of saying the crowd was quiet during the encore. So there was some speculation as to if the band changed it up to kind of wake everyone up. I don't know.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, I, I like know. the fact that encores change, or seem to be changing um, like every other night off the set list. That means they're they're – They're not mailing it in, right? End of the show, they're probably tired, but they're still willing to mix things up, change things up, and and they're feeling excited to try to surprise us. I like that's a good trend. Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: yeah, openers have been mixed up a lot more. You know um, of the openers only Cincinnati was the one that was predictable by the setlist game pickers about 27 percent of the people got that all the rest are pretty much single digits of percentage points of people trying to pick the opener so they've really been mixing up the openers no one's been able to pick figure that out and in closers it's not not much not much different about anywhere from you know five percent traditionally of people are picking it so again it's just backing some data to back up what you're saying um, they are mixing it up though I will say um, for this last um, for Atlanta, it was about four um, percent of people thought Halloween was gonna gonna close. So some people did. Some people did think it. That's crazy. That is. That's a, that's the a power of averages right
1: there. We, I can't believe how many of these debuts are, are popping up and being predicted.
2: Right. Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, when you get you get as many people playing the game as we do, and you get somebody like our, our friend Chad Dizzy that's got uh, his dream set list being called. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna find some some people that are gonna gonna get it right. Well, I think that the guests probably
0: were the biggest surprise from Atlanta because uh, Jimmy Herring, which is someone uh, people might not even know, he's with widespread panic uh guesting, and David Sanchez, who's a um who's more of a jazz player, popping up on some songs. But but um the the songs that they guested on, I think is kind of um the surprising thing. Raven, uh, satellite and sugar will for uh, Mr. Herring and that's that's a nice little run there of, mm-hmm. of some some extra guitar, especially on some spots where you you might not realize it. But uh, it sounded pretty good, specifically on on Sugarwell.
2: Like that, yeah. I, th- I thought Satellite was good too. It's just not songs that you would think, oh, we're gonna this is this song has its spot, you know, for somebody to play their solo and the rest of the band just to take a back seat. You don't really think that with Satellite, really. But I think you know he added a great great amount to it. I was surprised we got a lot of um tweets at us that they recognized Jimmy going into the venue. and I was surprised by that, by how many people actually uh caught him and uh and made word of it. So uh setless game pickers, you'll definitely have to keep your eye out when you see <laughs> stuff like that. But when 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 Jimmy comes on and plays three songs that you know, is those the three songs if you're playing the Setless game, if you knew in advance that he was coming, are those the three that you're gonna pick? Like you're saying, Jake, probably not. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I, haven't, was... I haven't
1: grabbed this tape yet, and thanks to uh, Dean Wolfgang for taping um, and sharing. But I'm I'm looking forward
0: to uh, Raven and Sugar Will uh, off that tape for sure. What about Jimmy Thing and Sexy MF <laughs> with uh, with a horny outro by uh, Dean Sanchez? <laughs> oh, that's inconceivable. I'll skip.
1: <sighs> I'm almost out of coffee. By the way,
2: oh, it's eleven
1: thirty-nine
2: a.m. I, I, have you listened to that? Sec- uh, have you listened to that yet, Jimmy yet, uh, Jake? Uh,
0: I heard parts of it on the um, on the Periscope. I did not hear the entire the entirety of of the song, but I heard actually the, almost all the sexy MF. So yeah, I, I mean, missed I missed part of the jam. I know it was different.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't significant at least from my listen to it. I put it on in the background while doing some work, and nothing particularly stood out. So maybe was hoping for a little bit more, but still cool to get some guests out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's a, it's a, um, it's a weird spot. I didn't go to Atlanta this year for the first time in a couple of years. Um, just the, it, it's, it's a nice venue. It's not as big as, as maybe the venue that you, anyone listening might call home unless it's it's Atlanta. It seems a little more tighter and intimate. The, the pit is literally the smallest thing on the face of the earth. It's like, like plankton get like squished in it. It's so small. It's, it's mm-hmm. crazy. But the parking lot's even smaller, so it's always a challenge to get out of there. So I'm glad that, as far as we know, everybody made it out. I don't think anyone's still there. That was two days ago, though, although it could be mm-hmm. in that place. You never know. Not not, not very good. Um, but that was the a rare um, three-city, three-show run by DMB because of the uh, consecutive. Yeah, consecutive,
2: Con- too. consecutive. Yeah, consecutive. Consecutive.
0: So they went from Charlotte uh, into Atlanta, and then they went to um, St. Louis, or at least um, – Most of the band was in St. Louis. We're not sure where Dave was. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, as the band um, played Dancing Nancys, as Dave uh, oftentimes does, he will reference the city where they are um, to a shout-out. So if they were in West Palm, they would say, lost somewhere in West Palm. If they were in Sheboygan, they would say, lost somewhere in Sheboygan. Um, Sheboygan? Really? And Yeah. Well, if they were there. I I like the reference. So... Dave had his Spinal Tap moment and said, "Lost somewhere in where?" Joe.
2: Kansas City. Kansas City. Did anybody get the map
1: out? How far is Kansas City from where he was?
0: Oh, it's like a—it's at least a three-hour drive. Or <laughs>
2: it's, I think it's three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same highway; they both run through it. But you don't say that in St. Louis. Oh, no. I heard yeah, people were pissed. Um, you know, you could be, there was some vocal unhappiness. I mean, it was um, literally like being
0: going to Fenway and saying, "Boy, I'll never forget when Bucky Dent hit that home run over that wall right there." It just—it <laughs> it, would—it's crushing. So, yeah, nice job, Dave.
2: I, I You know, last time I was at, at the St. Louis show slash the Kansas City show, um, <laughs> um, I, I, Will Call was terrible, and I was fearing that Will Call would be bad again here. And sure enough, it was again. I just don't get what this place can't get right. You, people who wait an hour in Will Call line, they ended up just opening the gates and letting people in because the show had already started and the line was still ridiculously long. I don't know what's wrong with this venue. that They can't get Will Call right. Very frustrating. Um, That's a shame. That's
0: really, I mean, so it's so annoying because it's something fairly simple. And if you're going through will call, ninety percent of the people realize what they need to do and get through there pretty quick. So it's just that's too bad.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not on the people. The people know they're going to have an ID. Like you're not. That line isn't getting an hour long because half the people forgot their ID. It's because then you can't run. Can't run stuff. So. Disappointing for those that you know missed some songs, but um, they opened with um, what? What? When the world ends? When the so world ends. I don't know if you're waiting in the will call line still. Um, if you're too happy, if you're if you're that disappointed. <laughs> oh, I'm okay when with the world that. Ends,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going. I've got three minutes and thirty seconds to get through this damn line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only the only
1: debut for this show is uh, where are you going? I don't think anybody was really on pins and needles for that for that to show up.
0: And it's been cut from a couple set lists this year already, so you, you, you kind of knew
2: so eventually it was going to pop up. So you're saying the band doesn't even want to play it? <laughs> Basically,
0: I mean, it's you know we talk about this a lot about songs that are are um are, are radio releases that the DMB fans really really don't like, and and where are you going is way way up the mountain on that one as well. I mean, just the biggest nobody cares song. It's crazy. <clears throat>
1: I like the, the, the after Where Are You Going, though. I like this run of 41 Samurai Cop, Belly Belly Nice, Seek Up Minarets. I do like that run. And then um, after the crash into me, and I know you like that. I don't have a problem with Death on the High Seas, but a couple of slower tunes, right? And you got So Right and the Stay Your Leave's Always Good, Nancy's Warehouse. That's a that's a pretty good center chunk of that set
0: list. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's a nice little show. It's That's kind of been... The way things have gone this this uh, tour, really, I mean, it, it's been, the shows have been pretty good and people look at it and go, boy, they're just like, they're like two songs off from really, really, really getting it. Yeah, that's I kind mean, of the
2: way it feels. That's going to be was, subjective.
0: Like, well, yeah, I mean,
2: that's, most of subjectivity is subjective. I, I was a little disappointed in this show. I mean, the, the crowd energy was down and I would say, really was anticipating Last Stop or Ray Free to Return, they had been off for the last few nights of this, this three series run, um, you would think across three nights, three consecutive nights, you know, you kind of didn't play the first two nights. You're like, OK, got to be a good chance they're going to be played um, this third night. And they weren't. And, you know, again, it's all about expectations. But I think that was a little bit a little bit disappointing. And I think some of those beginning songs, like you mentioned, When the World Ends Seven, Where You Going, yeah, just switch out one of those maybe with, um, you know, something else. And maybe that helps the show out a little bit.
0: I could not agree more.
2: I mean, that's. I, I'm not. I'm not.
0: I'm not crazy about. Even though I, I like seven, I'm not crazy about the way the show started. Yeah, I agree with
3: you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then all. So all of the all of the shows, save for the Kansas City slash St. Louis show, um, are now up for download. So the tapers have been doing a really good job, not only of getting out there recording, but getting them out there pretty promptly. Um, technically, there's still a two week rule, so it's not uh, not polite to ask. Prior to two weeks, but they've been coming out so fast. I don't. I think they've beaten anybody asking to the punch. Um,
0: Yeah, tremendous, tremendous job by the tapers again. They're just. I mean, this community is so lucky. The people that we have taping shows, it's amazing, and And the quality is fantastic. That's the
1: good point. I just wanted to bring that up too. I'm glad you mentioned it. The I haven't listened to a ton of live shows over the last few years, recording wise, Um, but it seems like the recordings this year are just incredibly well balanced uh you get a lot of depth from the base everything's clear uh it, it some a lot of people have remarked on the forums where, where you can comment on the shows that you download it sounds like you're there it's really they've been doing a remarkable job i don't know if something's changed this year or think or the community the taper community I, just I, dialed in
2: i know it changed you got a new pair of headphones uh yeah. operator I, error but i didn't <laughs> <laughs> I think, always, cleared up. I think they've been really good. I think they've always been really good. Um, I think they've had the pleasure of a lot of indoor venues so far, and we are not getting wind. Um, so that's helped a lot of the recordings. Now we're now we're kind of working our way out of those indoor venues and pretty much exclusively, for, except for a couple other places, going to be uh, all outdoors, a couple indoors still left. So I think that might be what you maybe you're picking up on. But I think uh, the tapers have been pretty good the past oh, few Oh, and I'm not
1: saying they haven't been. It's just... Yeah, it just, it's, it's very apparent that it's sounding spot on this year. Yeah. So what's our biggest surprise? we got about a week break. Taking a week off, that's not necessarily a split in the tour, but it's the longest break so far uh, after what, uh, how many shows? Uh, Twelve. So what's our biggest surprise so far that we've seen uh, up to this point?
0: Or not no? seen
1: in, in, in some cases.
0: How about No Dodo?
2: No dodo. That is, is that a surprise? Free chance? dodo. Free yes, dodo.
0: It's, it's shocking. All those you people with the T-shirts. Gave away
2: all
1: those free shirts for nothing.
2: Free,
0: yeah, <laughs> all those free shirts. For, by the way, the free dodo shirts, which are not free, will be back in by the time you're listening to this. I will probably have them keep checking the site because they will go exponentially
2: fast. Inconceivably fast. <laughs> oh, Correct. Double drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean... No, Dodo, no, no, but I think we have got to build up to that. I don't. You don't want to. You don't want to share that too early in the tour. It will happen. Um, I think. You know what I have. The biggest surprise is we still haven't gotten two step at all. That's not like Twelve shows. This is the longest it has ever gone to never been played just at the start of a, a tour um, to not get a two step. How, how long can this go on for? Maybe until SPAC chants for it again and then they play it. <laughs> no, well,
0: that SPAC, you think? Oh, it be, oh it
2: SPAC,
3: I'm outline, SPAC, I'm sure. Outline.
0: SPAC, I'm
1: sure. They'll start, they'll whine for it the entire show, both nights. They'll,
0: they'll, they'll they could play it and they'll still whine for it. Yeah, play yeah, they it will. again. Play it again.
2: <laughs> so, do you think it'll make it? Because Saratoga isn't until um, late July. Um, can it, can it make it that long, do you think? I
0: wonder if they really enjoyed the eight minute two step in the acoustic setting and they don't know how to get it out there in an the electric well, set in the same I way. I
1: saw an eight minute two step at Saratoga back in the mid two thousands and I like yeah. it.
0: Yeah, well they used to all be eight minutes and they all used to be great until they turned into giant monstrosities of songs, which yeah. is, you know, fine, but I mean two step has just grown like crazy. Yeah. Not, And, you know, longer is not always better. Um, I'm going to rephrase oh, yeah. that. I'm going to take that <laughs> a totally different direction. Right, um, l- let's just say some songs aren't meant to be long, drawn-out jams. And I think that there's a lot of songs that work better in the 8 to 12-minute range than they do in the 19 to 23-minute range. Looking at you, number 41.
1: I will take the 32-minute 41, though.
0: As a as a one off, yeah. Yeah, and I was there, so that helps. Yeah. Oh.
2: As a one off. Were you there, Joe? I wasn't there. Oh, this you're talking is that Toronto? Uh it's Ottawa actually. Ottawa, excuse you, me. You my you nationalist have. you what's wrong? Was <laughs>
1: that um,
0: were, was that Moose Jaw? Am I Was that New York a,
2: City? A, that's like, you know, nearly a quarter of your show, you know, or or a fifth of your show. That's a good I, point
1: when you think about it like that.
2: It's a lot to, I mean, to think like you could get American Baby intro, you can get um, twice. you can get toy soldiers, you can get dodo, you can get all these other we've things. We got our friend
1: Gina saying she'd take a whole show 41.
2: Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting little concept and then just have like a lot of interpolations throughout. And nobody
1: it. could ever make fun of fish ever again.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trey would be like, you know what? That was really long. That was crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so that wraps up the first 12 shows of the tour, essentially. We've got, again, like we said, a week break. Um, when we come back, not week like soft, but a week long. Yeah. Uh, kind of a week break, too, though. Not really a break. Anyway, help me out, guys. The on sequiturs and all of that. We're, yes. gonna, we're going to take a break. Hopefully, it will be a strong break. We'll come back. We will talk. Uh, You're getting up here, right? I don't know. I, I'm certainly walking my dog. He is really... You need I'm a beer too right now. Maybe, maybe if the fridge is on the way to, to the backyard, perhaps. Uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk some DMB Hub stuff. We'll talk Mark Roebuck project. Stefan guesting with his own little project there, or or something he's promoting and Settlers game. And we'll take questions. So hang with us. We will be right back. Ten Everybody. welcome back! Thanks for hanging with us. We are Jake, Joe, and Matt. This is the Ants Podcast. This is episode seventy-three. Uh, I uh, we're gonna I, I'm gonna Woo-hoo. put it in post prod, but what you just heard was uh, the Raven from um, May twenty-eighth with Woo-hoo. that guest that I can't remember his name. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> there we go. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. that Jimmy ever. thing on Raven. So, uh, <gasps> oh. so yes, so yes. Um, Cool. So thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we're going to jump right back in. Jake, you posted some news this week about a
0: new Mark Roebuck project. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I did. And if you guys don't know, uh, Mark Roebuck is the co-writer for uh, The Song That Jane Likes. He, he wrote that with Dave. Back in 89, he wrote sort of the middle part of it. We wrote a big old story about it once. So if you feel like going back and reading it go right ahead um he was also in a band called the deal which was very very popular in seville back in the 80s um they were sort of the dmb before dmb hit uh the the scene they were tremendously popular anyway he's still making some music um and he put out a little album it's called the world and all within and uh, we have links on our main page on how to get there and take a listen to it um he's a talented guy and there's actually a um a link uh, to youtube for his song one more fall so if you have a chance to just go go ahead and click
2: on that and uh, take a look he's a really really good
0: guy too um good friend of did, dave's and
2: go ahead did, did any of you guys get a chance to hear it i haven't heard it yet i don't know if yeah it's it. good
0: it's it, I, I i i dig his stuff
2: i, I really do I, I think he's got a what would you a compare nice... it to is it, is, it any, is like anything from the tribe album um or is it pretty different
0: no, it's pretty different. That's more folksy. This is more sort of a um, – you know what he kind of reminds me of in a in a, in a a weird way? He, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Gin Blossoms sort of 90s sound to it. It, it, it sort of sounds a little bit like that
2: to me. I, assu- I assume other people know what that is, but I don't. You don't know the Gin Blossoms? I don't think so. Do I? Sing me, sing, 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 sing me one of their songs.
1: Found out about you. Hey, jealousy. Yeah. Hey, Follow
2: jealousy. You down. Hey, jealousy. That one. Are you
0: serious? Wow. You, oh my god. Oh my that god. That is in. I actually, I actually skip yeah, It really
1: is. That that album had like seven monster singles on yeah. it. Yeah. New, New
0: miserable think. experience. Yeah. It's
2: one of those that you you know all the songs but you don't know who singing them.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, the guy who wrote all that—they had to kick him out of the band because he was—he was an alcoholic. He ended up killing himself. He wrote all those songs about the same girl. It's like unbelievable.
2: So I'll uh, like this. So I'll like this Mark song then.
0: Apparently, you'll yeah. be like, "Hey, that sounds like that band that I don't remember their name."
1: <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by the guy who said "time bomb" sounds like "Halloween" and "Dreaming Tree." Just keep that in mind.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs> We're gonna—we're we gonna start this crap again. <laughs> hey, DB Hub Push. Yes, I just got that as well. <laughs> so we're, it's 3 o'clock here on the East Coast. There we go. Noon over on the West Coast, if you're playing along, the set list of the day is from wherever it just popped up to be. Mm-hmm. I think that was uh, – actually, I think that was Maryland Heights, wasn't it? Wasn't that St. Louis from 02? I just saw it go by really quickly. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It was. Um, no, it's O6. So make sure you have the uh, DMB hub so you can get the – 06. Thank
0: you. Make sure you have the DMB hub so you can get those pushes – um, every so day at the same time, just in case you're doing a podcast, it'll pop along. They,
2: the set closer was every day, and then the encore oh, sh- was Sister, Partial Loving Wings, Where Are You Going, Louisiana Bayou. Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: Tell me more about the I, bad encores we have now. I, <laughs> I
2: like the end of Bayou
0: live.
1: The, of the, the Phil Collins, that's all, or whatever it's called, ending yeah. kind of thing. I like that. Uh, come on, give me something.
3: Uh, I,
0: I, I don't, I don't hate it as much as everybody else. But again, the next Louisiana bayou sign you see at a show will be the first. Uh, I, so
1: I did, really hope somebody just has extra time on their hands. Just, just makes a stack of odd
3: songs, <laughs> signs right and just holds them up. <laughs>
0: oh. yourself, huh? Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about the <laughs> Stefan's side project?
2: Well, I, I actually don't know a lot about it, so maybe uh, one of you guys can. But I know on um, – what was it? Uh, I think it was Wednesday. Um, af- I think was – it, was it Wednesday? After the DMB show on Tuesday, Stefan th- uh, flew to um, Kingston, New York and joined his son, uh, Diggy, Diggy Lassard, um, for a benefit, he was doing up there for the Woodstock Day School, um, for their music department, I guess. Um, they were doing like a, a, a full rendition. And I uh, know Stefan got up on stage and played uh, with his son. His son was like on lead guitar and he was playing, obviously, bass. Um, sounded really sounded really good. Some original music. Um, I don't know if that – that is that the band Strange Coats? Is that them? I'm not actually sure. Do you know any more, Jake?
0: I, I think that's well. That's about all I know about it too, uh, as well. I know that uh, Stefan's son, Dicky, as he's known, is a pretty talented little guitar player. Um, yeah, he was so, really
3: good.
0: Yeah, he's 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 really good, actually. So, if you have a chance to check it out, check it out. Um, what was the name of the thing they were doing again, Joe? I, I don't
2: know. Do you, do you know Matt?
1: <laughs> modem vaudeville.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it looks like modem, right?
3: Modulator demodulator.
0: We've been trying to get Joe to say this for like five minutes. Joe's like, "I'm (laughs) not going to say anything. I'm not going to say. I can't say that word. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it."
1: What word? Uh, It's either vaudeville or vaudeville. If that if that "uh" in the middle is is pronounced or not, that's my only. So it's modern vaudeville. I'll go there.
0: I think it's (laughs) vaudeville. That's not.
1: <laughs> but I don't know anything else about it.
2: do oh, Well yeah. that, that's, that's really the gist of it. Um, I know uh, Stefan's made some tweets about it, so um, check out his tweets if you want some. Yeah, more check out information. his tweets
0: and, and, and like we said, his his kid's really good. So that's scary that uh, his son's that old because some of us remember like when that kid was born. It's like oh my god.
2: Everybody on Periscope is saying it's two syllables. Vaudeville. Vaudeville.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I read that word and I instantly see like the sepia tone picture curling at the edges on old parchment. It does look like that, yeah. You know. Well, that's that's what comes to mind. Oh, you know? I know, I, that's what I mean. Yeah, that word reminds me of that kind of look. All right, so um, before we get into the setlist game coverage, we have uh, a little bit of a tease here. We have right now we're at version one point three um, of DMB Hub, uh, one three two or one three three, something like that. Um, but our last large feature add was what? What did we add in 1.3? Um,
2: do you remember, Joe? Blinking lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was there, wasn't it? was it personal stats? 1.3? Personal stats,
1: I thought, was 1.2.
2: Okay, my bad.
1: <laughs> so I we added something. Oh, I think we changed the font and we fixed up the setless game and things like that. We, we did we did quite a quite a lot of uh, fixes. sure um, We've got a new feature coming out in 1.4 that we're nearing completion on. um, Really? And I'm hoping that we can get some kind of submission in um, by the middle of the week. And Apple's been doing a pretty good job at getting um, reviews through. They've actually improved their review time to like one to three days. Things have been really, really quick from the review cycle. So we're hoping to get 1.4 posted to the uh, the store within the week here. Hopefully have it up by next weekend. And, uh, yeah, it should be a really cool thing. Um, it kind of goes towards, to give you a little hint. Um, Rhymes with? Uh, oh, uh, I, I want to say if you want a cooler way to look at your stats, I think it, it could be. Joe, do you, would you agree? Would you have anything to say about that without giving too much away? think. Think blazing
3: saddles.
2: <laughs> I don't even connect that. <laughs> Me neither. Well, some, of the, some of these are. Some of these are ahead. I, I would say, yes, it is a new way for for fans to be able to track um, significant um, occurrences of things during uh, from shows they've been to that we've never been able to do before, never never had before, which uh, should be really exciting. And we hope to make it. Um, Hope to make it interactive with the community. So um, is that a good enough tease, Matt?
1: I think
0: that's good. I think, it's something, I, I think you just described exactly what it was. <laughs> something
1: you're going to want to share, I think, too, which will be cool.
2: Yeah. So that's coming. Uh, so keep an eye. and if so you hopefully gotten, on the next podcast we might be talking about it. Yes. If, uh, I, Apple, if Apple approves and we get our act together. That's what I would hope for.
1: So Yeah. Um, I'm A the, the fire has been limited under Joe's butt, which is good to see. So we we made a ton of progress on one aspect of it, thankfully, because there was a part of it that I just had no skill to do. So, yeah, we're we're moving right along. So now on to the setless game
2: coverage. Now, just want to remind play, everybody: play our, I, play our bumper music for the setless game.
1: I don't have any. Make oh, it, oh, it could, up real maybe quick. Maybe I could like steal some Sports Center when it was good. Back when <laughs> Sports Center was good, I wouldn't want to play anything <laughs> garbage now.
0: Back in the '90s. Wow.
1: Yeah. Exactly. When I would go to my grandmother's house to have her watch me during the summer, and I would watch OJ and Sports Center, basically. Uh, yeah. So just want to remind everybody, anybody can win any show. So the winners get a um, free sent to you, DMB Hub ants marching and flashing it up here on the uh, on the periscope here wristband. So. We sold out of our wristbands this week when we put them up on sale, but I had to keep some back because we're giving them away to our setlist game winners this year. Every show has a winner. Even if you tie and it's two, we will send out a band to both of you. Not three, though. Sorry. And what's going on in the background here? What am I hearing?
0: I think you're hearing some YouTube um, watching. I'm going to guess that's what it is. It's not me who's watching it, but I can find out a lot more about it if you'd like. Oh, my
1: goodness. Anyway, so we wanted to shout out to C. Kramer, 07. Uh, he won the Charlottesville-John uh, Paul Jones uh, set list game. He was uh, also been spotted in the lots of the Kansas City-St. Louis show <laughs> with his wristband on. So, um, C. Nice. Kramer, thank you very much for the, uh, the promo there. And guess what? That was his first time ever playing the set list game. Talk about nice. a ringer.
2: Nice. Nice job. Who brought
1: this guy? Good work. So not a bad, not a bad start. We're seeing a lot of people saying that they have not played the setless game, uh, until the DMB hub app came out and and integrated the setless game in it. So that's really cool to hear that, that it's getting people into, into the setless game. we still have, I think we have the most people playing the setless game this far into a tour. Typically it drops off pretty steeply after the first few and people have some bad shows, but we've got We've really maintained a, a high participation rate. Um, it's been really sticky this year, which is good to see. So it's very cool. And uh, you can also compete for top, you know, place of individual shows, even if you, you know, you're not in it for the long run. Um, And after you play 10 uh, shows, you can compete for the best average of points per show. So you can sort the stats in a lot of different ways and still see your name on top. Um, Joe, you added some functionality to the website, right? To show some stats
2: yep yep so um that's the point is hey you don't have to play every day if you you can't you know can only play during certain um certain shows you know you can still rate for the individual show top rankings and then you can also go for just average points for the ones that you do play so a couple shout outs to a couple people that if you look at the top 10 list of average points because now we've had 12 shows um there's a couple people on there that um, have not played all the shows and but still have some of the top um, average points. You know, but so, uh, yeah, Can I just yeah. jump
1: in here real quick, Joe? Maybe yeah. something for um, the next tour in 2018. Somebody on the Periscope just recommended allowing leagues for the set list game. And I think that would be pretty cool because that way it doesn't change anything about it, the core setup, but allowing leagues would allow users to kind of group their buddies in and mm-hmm. they can keep track on their own page from... You know, just competing against those people, even though they're still in the main pool, it would just allow a different level of organization.
2: You want to you want to do that for the tour next year?
1: Uh, yeah, for the tour next year.
2: <laughs> I
1: said 2018.
2: <laughs> uh, I wonder if there's a way we can deploy that this year. Uh, that's a great idea. I like it. Um, uh, we'll have to do a little brainstorming about that. But um, good idea, guys.
0: Yeah. So as long as everybody realizes this is only for entertainment purposes, no way training.
2: Nope. Okay.
1: You want to bet your own money, that's fine. Just don't leave me out of it.
0: Yep.
2: Well we yeah, it's can't be responsible. We're just cover
0: we're covering ourselves for legal purposes.
1: And that's from that's Ants all. User Buddha. So Buddha, B O U D A, like Gouda with a B. Thank you
2: very much. Shout out. But yeah, a couple new um on the web version of the Setless game, which by the way, the web version does work in conjunction with the DMB hub version. You can go swap back and forth, no problem there. Um, just remember on the website version, you have to hit submit for your picks to be made. But anyway, on the website version, um, couple new, um, analytics, statistics, standings pages. There's one now breaking down extended stats by show that'll tell you who had not only the top points but who had the top picks or spots for that show or openers closer who picked the debuts or the rare songs also a breakdown of all the songs that were played at the show and what were the most picked or spotted songs of the show uh, so a lot more data in there for you to see a lot of the stuff that we cover here on the on the podcast um, you can get some more de- even more detailed data on there and then uh, we also added a show statistics page just from the main set list page which breaks down each of the shows for instance you can see the 12 shows and across those 12 shows, see how many players, how, what the high score was on that particular day, average score across that show, number of songs selected, averages of spots and picks, uh, openers and closers called, all that good stuff. You can see some stats. So um, additional details uh, on the web version for um, for those that want some extra info. But from there, let's, uh, let's take it away and let's find out who won the Pelham show, Matt.
1: So as far as the Pelham show goes, we have a tie a two-way tie for first place between Ty Webb twenty-five and oh. route Yeah, right? And with the cleats, right? And or I'm thinking about Ty Cobb. You're thinking Ty Cobb Ty, Whoops. <laughs> Ty
0: Ty Webb is Caddyshack.
1: Uh, there we go. Okay, that's right. And so they both I had, mean he
0: wore he wore cleats too. I, to
1: <laughs> I wasn't I was not inaccurate. Okay, so and Route two with forty two points apiece.
0: What what is it again? Route underscore two. It's not route two?
1: I don't believe – I don't think that's odd to say it that way, is it? Well, yeah, but that's okay. Route or I think it's route, but that's okay. Go All ahead. Right, so take into consideration my profession. IT, um, IT engineer, router, route, gotcha. static okay. routes, things like that. Yeah, so there you go. Okay.
0: That's fine. That. We'll we'll let it slide. It's no it's, if it was Joe M, we would ride the rest of the way.
1: <laughs> that's true. I get my pass. So um J Money DMB absolutely killed hitting wow. the songs. So okay, wow. so well, we're we're averaging about twenty-one songs a uh, a set this this tour. He hit 17 of them.
2: Wow. Uh, that Holy is, macaroni.
1: I mean, if he gets four more songs, he just nailed the entire set list. <clears throat> that is really cool. Um Wow he didn't overpick, so to get to, to choose that many songs, I mean, you could pick 25 songs, which is the max you can pick, and get 17, it would still be impressive, but that means you went over at least probably four or five songs. He did it without overpicking, so he only picked 21 songs and got 17 of them. That's really impressive. And so with all of that, he landed number 17 for the show. Now, that tells you what kind of competition you're dealing with here. Uh, people are good at this. He didn't spot a single song and there you go that just tells you how much that bonus spot um that spot bonus gets you so no spots 17 songs picked correctly and he ranks out of the top 15. Wow. <laughs> that, that's that's hard i
2: mean i mean to say you can get 17 out of 21 songs right i mean that's just insane that is that's awesome job. nice job jay money
1: yeah and so the most spots went to uh, green Mind seven with six so that, and that netted him at least right there what 36 points Mm-hmm. But here you go. He didn't. He, didn't round, he couldn't get six more outside of that to put him in the top 40, with 42 points. So he hit the run of Samurai Cop, Killer Preacher, and YM. So that's a real nice run right there. So Bismarck, we talked about it early in the show, kind of a surprise opener, new song. How many people hit, if any? No, nobody hit. Who would call that as an opener? I'll tell you who. Ritzhawk. One Ritz-Hawk? person got it. Ritzhawk. Got it. He only picked a total of seven songs, so he must have gotten, he must have tried to sneak in late and uh, he, got, he got hit by the cutoff <laughs> limit. So he picked seven songs, but he got the opener. So that was 10 points right there. Boom.
0: Wow. Maybe he was thinking like a, he was going to, they were going to play like a 55 minute 41. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh,
1: funny. From now on, known as the Gina Show. Yes. Uh, but no, no. So um, he did get the opener though. So, hey, hey! all types of people playing this game, people who think that they're going to play seven songs. They, they maybe, maybe he only thought uh, D M B one set met. They're only playing that one opening set.
2: Yeah, there you go. Just the, acoustic, <laughs> just the acoustic set.
1: So the rare song of the night was Gravedigger. Do you think that
0: was a popular pick? Uh, yeah, I... I... I think some people got it. I don't know how many, but I would I would probably say it's pretty low. We got about
1: ten percent of the of the of the lot got it. About fifty nine people called it. Huh. Which is say fairly high, yeah. One person spotted it, fill up. Um and then the most song that was uh picked in the correct spot was <clears throat> a twofer, and you can
0: probably guess that. That would be your favorite of Jimmy Thing and sexy mph. You would be Muf. absolutely correct. <laughs> Did I pronounce that correctly, Joe?
1: You did. You did. You You know what you know what pain is? Pain is playing the setlist game, picking that combo, hating it, because you're probably (laughs) gonna have it, and then then not playing it. That's just a double kick in the teeth. Because you just wasted two spots that didn't get hit, and they didn't, you know. So it's just eh. Anyway. Jake, on to the Charlotte, North Carolina show.
0: On to Charlotte and the PNC music pavilion in charlotte as opposed to the non-music pavilion there in case you are driving around trying to figure out which one to go to yes uh yeah, three-way tie for first place with only 34 points um i say only 34 that's still a lot of points but it seems a little bit low considering some of them we uh, had maggard 103 vox eddie 27 and dmb underscore attic 41 who all got 34 points the uh, most pick songs was Trippin' Billy with two E's at the end with 13. However, not a single one of those was in a spot. So you know what that means. If you don't get the spots, you don't get the spots. That's only 72nd place, even with 13 that they got. Uh, mm-hmm. Three people tied for the most spots. Uh, Maggard 103, who of course, was one of the winners. DMB fan 100, um, who is probably older than me because they're 100. And DJ, okay, DJ Nomad, who also got the three spots in there. A DMB fan overpicked by one song. Wasn't for that one overpick, they would have won the oh, game outright.
2: That sucks. Ugh, you just, yeah, one overpick. Just,
0: you got to be careful with that. Go over it is. Price is right
1: detrimental to go over in this game.
0: It, it, it really is. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. It's the the world basically operates just like the Price is Right. Don't go over.
2: Don't go that's over. The, that's the key.
0: Uh, the opener was Squirm, which actually used to open quite a few shows back in 2010. So it's not a uh, untraditional opener by any stretch of the imagination. How many people do you think picked Squirm as the opener? Well, it would have been a return, so.
2: It would have you been mean, a tough pick,
1: but we we've seen people pick songs that haven't been played yet, I and mean, pretty I mean, high. If
2: zones. somebody picks a Bismarck opener, of course they've got to pick a Squirm I'd opener. I say someone right? did, yeah.
0: Believe it or not, nobody picked Squirm oh, wow. as the opener.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: But uh, thirty-five uh, people did pick Billy's as. Um, is that the closer? Am I reading that right?
2: Yes, that's a closer, yep.
0: Okay, so that was a little less than 6% uh, of the players actually got that. Um, There were the four tour debuts that we did not mention on the DMB Hub when we tweeted it out, because really, (laughs) we only talked about S songs, that's all that really matters. It was Squirm, So Right, If Only, and Rooftop. Um, Of those, we already told you nobody spotted Squirm. Nobody uh, spotted So Right, although 18 people had it in the set list. Um, seven people had, if only, and nobody spotted it, 19 people had rooftop and believe it or not, the trend was bucked and a nice job of picking it exactly in the proper place was pig whiskey. So pig whiskey spotted rooftop.
1: I like that username, by
0: the way, pig whiskey. That's pretty good. Yeah, I I like that. Yes. Um, the most populous song picked Bismarck. Ninety-three percent of the players picked the Bismarck, which makes you wonder why didn't the other seven <laughs> percent? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were you thinking? Uh, the most spotted song was Samurai Cop. So, uh, nice job there. Not, not bad performance for everybody out of Charlotte. How yeah, about and, and uh, you
1: know what I like? Before we go on, uh, I like yes. how thirty-four points is now considered um, somewhat on the low end of the winner. Yeah. I mean, in years past, that would have got that would have gotten you top spot most nights. Oh now, absolutely. Now I mean you that you might you might end up, you know, towards the top and you might be fifty spots down with thirty four points.
0: It's mm-hmm. it's just crazy how much better people have gotten at picking this. It's all because of uh the heartbreak kid. They're all going to knock him off. <laughs> Yeah, you know, everybody Joe, what wants do you, to beat the what do you got for, uh, Yeah, exactly. Joe, what do you got for Atlanta for us?
2: Atlanta at Lakewood Amphitheater, not to be confused, with the place that isn't an amphitheater, as Jake would say. Yes. Um, the winner with forty points was uh, Cyh Squid <laughs> seventy-seven. Boy. He <laughs> um, had twelve songs. picked. Oh my God! Three- I almost did a spit take on that one. Say that name one more time. <laughs> Cyh Squid seventy-seven. Twelve songs picked. Three spots, one of which was the closer, so nice job, 40 points, real score. Um, R.R. Greatness, overpicked by one song, and, a, and another person that misses out on the win by overpicking uh. by one song. Tough call, don't overpick. Um, two, um, tied for the songs uh, most songs correctly picked, with 14 songs, that was uh, MM-ish, 84, and Matt at Ants. It's Matt? not an altar. Matt, is that you? Because we will ban you if you have an altar. <laughs> no
0: <laughs> altars are allowed. You will be banned. And it's not is that me. you, Matt?
2: You, did you get the
1: tied for most songs picked with 14? It is not me. And by the way, if I were to put an altar in and cheat, I would do much better than 14 songs.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> These chumps.
1: <laughs>
2: I think you're even bad at cheating. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Anyway, um, five different players were able to get four spots. That's our greatness. Um, Jayhawk. Uh, Peterburg, 94, Two Step in SC, and V Strike. Nice job, guys. And four people called the opener, which is Warehouse. Again, our greatness, um, M. Heiser94, 92, excuse me uh, D&D <laughs> at SPAC7 at 7 and J-Ram <laughs> You just pronounced um, 92 as a 94 That's awesome <laughs>
0: 22,
2: 22 people called Halloween as a closer so about 4% of the players um, We got a couple tour debuts, Raven was one of them Five people picked that to come back, nice job but nobody spotted it um, Chad Dizzy is one of those five who always makes his um, his very uh, weird picks available on, uh, tweets them out before the show Here's the R- best.
1: T- if you end up yeah. climbing above Chad Dizzy in the standings, and you want to stay there just to razz him. Just repeat his picks. He'll never be able to gain on you because he put, yeah he pokes him <laughs> publicly.
3: So yeah, oh, exactly. Brilliant.
2: That's the one downside of public. That's
1: sport. an old fantasy football move right there.
2: Um, other players: R T three five eight, Ed Thompson four S T L A. Five and V-Strike uh, were all the other people that picked um, Raven, Halloween, 34 people picked it, um, 9 spotted it, nice job I would argue, um, Joe, that yeah. the lack of people spotting it
1: versus the people who picked it were just missing it by the order, they probably all picked it as the last song, just it didn't fall in
2: the, the right <coughs> slot right, yeah Um. A good, a good point, yes yeah um, and then uh, there, well actually we have twenty two people that called Halloween as a closer and thirty four people picked it. So twelve uh what is that? Yeah, twelve people picked it, not as the closer. Ah, okay. Lunatics. Um and then uh most spotted song uh was Ants Marching, at fifteen percent of the of the players were able to spot that. So nice job guys on Atlanta. And that takes us to the last show, uh, Saint Louis slash Kansas City. Jake? Yes, Saint Saint Louis, Kansas City, Kansas in Maryland
0: Lewis. Yes. St. Louis, which, of course, is in Maryland Heights at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. I mean, can you have any more city names thrown in here at one time? And then Dave (laughs) screws it all up and throws Kansas City on top of it. (laughs) My, no wonder he didn't know where the hell he was. Pick a freaking town, people.
1: Uh, Spack Valley at Kansas, St.
0: Louis, Maryland Heights, Hollywood. (laughs) Jeez, give me a break. I mean, how how did they come up with the name Maryland Heights? I mean, would they just look around and go, you know, this kind of reminds me of my time in Maryland. Let's name it that. You mean the city like a thousand miles away? Yeah, let's go with that. Sure, what the hell? Um, Tied at the top, by the way, uh, for the show with 40 points, which we're now deeming is to be a pretty good score, is uh, Crash 1983 and DMB Hummers, who had 40 points. Not bad at all. Seven people uh, hit 12 songs uh correctly including dmb hummers in that uh five spots was the top and that was actually crash 1983 so you can see why those two guys were right there at the top with their 40 points because if you get a lot of songs right and you spot them that's the key Mm -hmm. um this show is a little different though the three people actually hit the opener which is three more people than i would have ever thought because you remember what the opener was guys
2: uh, what,
0: uh, when the world ends. Correct. So three people actually predicted that. And that's something we right. talked about earlier in the podcast that we were like, there's no way anybody would have ever thought that. Well, three people did. Television TD, who I've actually met her. I met her in um, Jacksonville back in did 2014. She's rock. actually... Yeah, did you blow rock? Did you snub her too? <laughs> no. I only do that to moderators, as we all know. Um, but <laughs> she she was very nice. She, she lives out uh, in the L.A. kind of area, the... California one, not Lower Alabama, in case we're confused. Uh, she had, uh, she hit the opener. Uh, Duke BD Viz 22. I think that's like a Duke Blue Devils play. And Fall City fans. So they all got that. 59 people hit the closer. Mm. That's a lot. I'm not going to name 59 people, but I just happened to see like DMB Hummers was in there, who of course won it. Bruce W, you guys know him. He tweets at us all the time. He's a great guy. I like this username. Dixie Chicken Tennessee Lamb, Dixie Chicken, D-I-X-I-C-H-K-N-T-N-S-E-L-A-M. Basically, if you had two
1: license plates and tried to fit all that in there, that's what this username would spell like. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah
0: yes i thought that was pretty good uh mini flinny 34 who we've seen around a lot free candy which is just the funniest username (laughs) i've seen in a while (laughs) don't
1: put (laughs) don't put that on your license plate (laughs) Do not.
0: that's that's not. uh brohan santana who's been around for a uh, quite a while and then a couple nicks actually got that too crash into nick dm who everybody knows from the boards because he's like super bitter it's like him and, and zilla and uh and the guy from new zealand that are always like hating everything so Good job, Nick, for getting that. And Nick Crush, who's not as bitter as he used to be. But still, I think it's a Nick (laughs) thing that everybody kind of gets that way. Um, So we had Where Are You Going was the debut song. How many people do you think actually predicted it? Now, keep in mind that this was a song that was cut a few times from Mm, set lists in
2: the past. Because I would have said, like, probably nobody. Because a lot of times people make their picks kind of what they want. And I don't think anybody would pick it. But, yeah, if it's been cut (laughs) in the past... Probably a good amount. I don't know. And probably double digits.
0: Yeah, see, it's not as much as I would think. Uh, 17 people uh, called it, which isn't a lot. I mean, that's roughly uh, 5%, maybe a little bit more. So not too many, but one person actually spotted, and that was Don H with an underscore between the Don and the H. So good job out of hitting that. The most commonly picked song, again, uh, was one of the new ones. If you're going to pick something that's going to be played, There's a good chance it's going to be a new one. That song was? Any guesses? One of the new ones. Yeah. You had a one in three chance. Uh, Bob Law. Bob Law. It was actually Samurai Cop, 86%. So the song, it depends on how people feel about it, but I, I think that Overall, regardless of of your personal opinion, that might be the one that's um, got the least love of the three new ones. But 86% of people got it. So there you have it. Sometimes you have to pick songs you don't want to hear, just like you were saying. Yep.
1: So after all these shows, we have a new number one and number two. Wow. We do. So Crash 1983, congrats so far. You are in Ah. first. He's got 329 points. He's also the co-spot leader with eighteen spots correctly picked. With uh, Some Devil 17.
0: Here's wait. Cool I'm sorry. F- that's that's pronounced sumi. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. I forgot. Seventeen.
1: I keep I keep missing that. That's I'll get it. I'll get it by the end of the end of the season. So here's the great thing. Crash 1983 has 126 songs correctly picked. Our former leader. He's still hanging in. The Heartbreak Kid himself, Tony B, has 139. He's got 13 songs more correctly picked. And he's behind because he wow. picked four spots less. So wow! That, that's that right there is the difference. That right there, four is, spots, is the difference. Wow! Well. Sixteen points right there. So it is really imperative <laughs> to nail the spots. So yeah, second place right now is held by J Money DMB. Uh, is he a newcomer? I don't. That name does not.
2: J name. Money's the one that got the seventeen out of twenty-one.
1: I know in terms of in terms of. Oh,
2: a, a, oh gotcha. In the past past tours. Right. Yeah.
1: I, I don't remember his name popping up either. Yeah. So he's seven points back at three twenty two. um And then the legend of himself. Right. The heartbreak kid. Tony B. He's holding on to third place with with three hundred and nineteen points. Ten points back. Uh, he's got, like we mentioned, the most songs picked correctly of all players. But again, you got to get those bonus. You got to bonus it. So uh, let's see. So. Openers, you're starting to see some separation here with the with the openers. Seymour and Array eighty seven fifty two they lead all openers with three proper selections, and Blaze thirty four leads closers with five. That, if you ask me, well, I don't know. It's it doesn't necessarily mean you spotted it. So closers it might be a little easier, might be a little better.
2: harder. Yeah, but um,
1: I
0: don't know. I think that's pretty good, actually.
1: It, I think it is too. Very impressive.
2: A spotted closer. Is is that's pretty impressive. Now it's not worth any more points than a spotted opener. Probably should be just on how much more difficult it is. Um, but it's it's worth the same amount of right. points. If you could spot a closer, that's pretty good. And it, it
1: really would kind of tease more people into possibly going over two. Mm. If you think about they, wanna, it they really want to get that extra oh, yeah. bonus of spotting the yeah, encore. I mean, yeah. The difference between twenty one and twenty two could
2: be a minus three for that extra for that extra two, song. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a great setless game year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait do you see all the things we put in there? Wow! Well,
1: rounding out the top ten is Tr the Game fifty three, paddyman Man three thirteen. We've seen his name up there pretty consistently since the start. Fonzie fifty eight eighty eight, Maggard one hundred three, Rhino DMB, Gray Street Ab. We've seen him hang around too. And rounding out at number ten is our friend Bruce W. So good work, wow. everybody! Yeah, it's, it's a lot of familiar names up there. Good to see everybody hanging in right yeah. now. Um, we've had a total of. Thirteen hundred and eighty-six people play the Setlist game so far. Now, not every show, but that's all together. That's a pretty good number. Um, we are still getting between five and six hundred users per show, which is really cool to see. So keep coming back. Again, there's always a chance to win the wristband if you hit the show. Top of the top of the list and all that good stuff.
0: You can't win
1: unless you play. You cannot win if you don't play. And, and second place still remains the first loser. However, so you've got that going for you as well.
0: <laughs> but you, but you'll get your name mentioned, which is which is nice.
1: That's true. That's true. So now on to our awesome listener questions. Thank you all very much for tweeting at us with the hashtag Ants Podcast. We really appreciate it. Nate at M C C. Nate, thank you again for writing in. Will Sugar Will and Shotgun make it on what album? hashtag Ants Podcast hashtag Free Dodo. Um, what album? What
2: album? What album?
1: Let's just let's just go hypothetical and say there is an album. The album. Um, it's called a, what album?
2: It's really called what album? I think we determined that last great. podcast.
1: Um at this point, I don't. I would lean more towards Sugar Will than Shotgun, if anything, I, right?
0: I, if I if between the two, yeah, I, I would agree with you.
2: But neither um, neither are going to really be on it. You don't think so? And I, I agree no. with that as well. Yeah, neither are going to be on there. Uh, I don't agree with that.
3: What Ooh. I think
0: we're
1: going. To, I don't you. So you're basically saying it's going to be all new. And when I say new, um, either you know songs like the three songs we've seen this tour, and then everything else unknown. Correct. I disagree with that.
0: Well, the three songs plus the ones last year.
1: Okay. Okay. New songs last year. You like know. be yourself.
0: Like, well, it would, I, count. I, it would I, count. I don't think. Pretty it, much always myself, but I know. It's, okay. Oh, you meant the song.
3: Okay.
1: I don't think so. I think the songs from last year might be a be an '06 thing or a
2: Skipper. That's fine. Uh, okay. No. That's fine, but it, it, those are what you can pull from. I, I mean, I don't think you know Sugar will or. Or, or shotgun is in the pool range. Maybe, maybe. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Sugar won't. Sugar, sugar won't.
1: Sugar shan't. What about you, Joe? Sugar. You got a question?
2: Sugar. Yeah, I do. Um, podcast uh, question. Favorite. Will Sinclair asks at Sinclair Will. And ants marching. Are the pedals and effects the band uses well executed or not enough? What songs could be or do better? Hashtag ants podcast. Hashtag free dodo. What pedals? Free dodo. What pedals? Is that like what album? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if I have too much of an opinion on this. You know, I would say the new edition this year, I believe it's a new edition, is Rashawn now has a pedal um, and he uses it. And I'm not going to remember the song he uses it on. Um, is it a horny outro? It is very horny. Oh. <laughs> um, and I actually like that because it's a little bit different what he's doing there. Um, you know traditional pedal songs. You know Boyd on Watchtower, Boyd on Everyday. If you ever see the pedal come out, the crew brings it out when he needs to play it. You'll know Everyday so about to get played for coming up for Boyd. Um, I don't, I don't, you know. And obviously Tim, Tim's got tons of pedals. I, I think Tim does an awesome job um, with his pedals, and I don't think he needs to do anything more. I think he he's, uses them pretty well.
0: He's got more pedals than the Tour de France. Oh, that was well done. I like that.
1: I
3: like
2: that. Um, I think they're well executed. All right, well, I'm out
3: of here then. Good night, everyone.
2: <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think any of them I consider um, over the top. Um, Stefan uses his for right uh, for some of his intros, Watchtower or Crush. I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going through all this because I'm trying to form an opinion. Haven't really thought about it. I would say um, they're they're good as is. Don't need any more, any less. Any of you guys have an opinion or no?
0: I'm kind of in the same realm as you. I'm thinking it's – the way it is now, I like it. And I actually agree with everything you said, which never happens. But mm-hmm. I, I like the additions um, that were made uh, with Rashawn. So I think it's it's kind of good where it is now. I think it's a good spot.
2: Yep. Jake, yes. you got a question?
0: I do. It's from Erksman, uh, at Erksman. It says Ant's Marching, and it says from Holland with uh, a colon and a little – Comma after it, which looks like a smiley face. Do you know if any of the before these crowded streets? Uh, I think the word he's trying to say is intermission jams have uh, names or have made it into songs or live jams. Hashtag ants podcast, hashtag free dodo. So free good dodo. To see that the free dodo is still making it there in Holland, um, which is cool. Which, Technically did you, did speaking, you Sorry, can ahead. I
2: pause you for a second? Yes. Um, did any um, free dodo shirts leave the United States? Uh, yes,
0: there are um, a few in Canada, and there are two heading to Sweden.
2: Oh, nice. To
0: nice. our friend Marcus. Marcus? Yes, yeah, Marcus. Mar- Marcus is going to get the shirts and distribute it to the Swedish um, crowd, so they're going to be heading out uh, this week. So, yes, we do ship internationally, just in case uh, you want one there, Mr. Erksman. Or so we've, say got, we've true. got
1: our importer exporter Marcus working. For yes,
3: us this here. is
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> we've got connections in Sweden. Holland can't be too far from Sweden. I mean, it's got to be like an hour and a half. It's like going to like you know Savannah for me or something. Yeah. Anyway,
3: yeah.
0: Um, technically speaking, they don't have names. Um, if you have a keen ear, you'll probably recognize one that's pretty close to anyone seeing the bridge, and one that's pretty close to deed is done. Uh, that's about the extent of the names, quote-unquote, that they have, but they really haven't been played live, probably won't ever be, but I think that's about it. Wouldn't you say that that's about the extent of it, Matt? Yeah,
1: I think so. And uh, if you have that album, if you're lucky enough to own it on vinyl, those tracks are specifically dropped in to mark the end of an album, right? Or end of a side of the
0: album. End of the side of the album, yeah. It's it's really just a, a nice, nice job on the vinyl.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have a lot to complain. If, if you asked me what my critiques were of BTCS, I'd really have to think deep. It's a really well-done album in a lot of ways. Absolutely. What do you got for us, Matty? Uh, Mike Einzig, MC Einzig from uh, Wake Forest. Hello. Uh, asks, Ants, what one song would you use to introduce DMB to a non-fan? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. Free Dodo. Well-targeted question. Um, I, in fact, was able to hand off the mixtape to the subject in question this week this weekend actually and got to witness the listening of it i was uh, told that it's wonderful to uh, definitely see myself with background music liking it so no complaints Ooh,
2: like well it for background music
1: well it, it, all things considered it wasn't the worst answer in the world to hear to be honest with you it was fine it wasn't it disliked true. right so it was it was good and there were actually a couple songs that were really liked one of which being rapunzel Huh. Uh, and 41 actually in the, without any information about the song the 41 came on oh I really like that
2: one would you admit if their favorite song was Jimmy Thing I would never include that on, a, on it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not even happening Please. Uh, you know it's, this is a good question uh, here's my answer there isn't just one song for everybody you need a little bit. If you can understand anything about the the non DMB fan of what kind of music they like, that can guide you to what the the one song you should introduce them in as their intro song. You can't. I don't think there's blindly, boom, Jimmy thing is for everybody. I think it's somebody's more of a pop, someone's more of a jazz, some more of a funk, you know, jammy or, or or a pop song. You can kind of narrow down what you think is going to be the best song to introduce them to.
1: Very true, very true. But I was happy ah. overall with the with the result. However, if I
0: were pinned down
2: you're forced to only could only ever suggest one song ever,
0: I would say, why don't you have a listen to tripping billies? Hmm. Because I think that that song incorporates all of the band into it, sort of the saxophone, the violin, um, the kind of quirky lyrics, the beat, um, to the song. And it's not, you know, Twenty-seven minutes,
3: like forty-one is.
2: That's really just to say, if you can only ever give one song, you have to be able to pick the song towards the listener. But if you're really forced to, I mean, that's just that's just rough. Yeah, I mean, that's and pretty really much what, really what you're asking. At that point, is not what song would somebody like. Really, what you're asking is what song represents the band, the majority of the music the band makes. That's really what. You're Correct. Asking.
0: Correct. And as much as "Ants Marching" is the anthem for the band. I think I might choose a a tripping Billies to kind of give people an idea of what it really is like.
2: I'm going with 41. (sighs) That's, I mean, that's a good song. It just doesn't, I don't think it represents a a majority of the work. I I think
0: it's a good representation. I like it. It it is, though. You're right, Matt. It really is. It's a good good representation of what it is. And and it says a lot about the band, too, that basically, here's a song that truly is not a, a radio release, although it was played on television on uh, on Letterman, oddly enough, but it is truly one of the most popular songs by the band. And that sort of sums up what DMB is.
2: The problem is, is DMB in general is a very polarizing band. You, you either a lot of times love them or hate them, and if somebody doesn't love them, they're probably on the hate them side, so don't, get, uh, don't uh, lose too much faith if you can't convert them.
1: Oh, all good, all good. Joe, so you have one.
2: Uh, do I? Um, Evan Spencer at Evan R Spencer says, um, hashtag ants podcast. Oh, he's mixing it up. Not the not using the at the start. I like this hashtag ants podcast. Uh, how much of away from the world do you predict gets played by the end of the tour? Only um, BBN, so belly belly nice so far. And then add ants marching. Hashtag free broken things.
0: Obviously, that was before. Um, if only and rooftop were played in the spectacular return.
2: Yes, yes, the spectacular rooftop and if only return. Um, let's see here. Let's let's run through it. Sweet, mm, no, no. Mercy, very, li- very likely. Unfortunately, gaucho, mm, no, no. Uh, if only done the riff, mm, no. Broken? that's too bad too i, like I Rift. okay broken things though what do you think about that i don't think they're gonna play it don't think so bye bye nice the over rotation of that album um belly fool mm, mm. more than probably a lot of the other songs but still not that yeah, good of a chance but dave's really not doing solo stuff i know yeah actually good really good point i didn't even really sink into me at all has there been any I don't think there has no there hasn't been one yet. Oh wow, we should have used that in our biggest surprises of the uh of the tour so far. Yeah, no solo. I would I would have put money on that that there would have been a solo. Um that's quite interesting. Um rooftop came back, we know. Snow outside. Mm. Wow. I I think it found it, its
0: place in the acoustic set. So, I don't I don't think that's going to come back.
2: And then Jake's favorite drunken soldier
0: love drunken soldier no not gonna play it
2: so it sounds like um since the two of them already came back maybe we got one maybe two more but it sounds like maybe one more from away from the world um jake you got a question i do it's
0: from uh, jm Sheppy at jm Sheppy 41 or as joe might say jm (laughs) shippy (laughs) <laughs> uh, at Ants Marching, why did the third verse of Gray Street go away? Any hope of its return after all these years? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag free Dodo, hashtag Bring It Back, which you may remember a few years ago we had uh, hashtag Occupy Gray Street to try hashtag to bring it back.
1: No Chance.
0: Exactly. It's not going to happen. Um, we've discussed this before, but it's always worth mentioning. They actually got rid of it for time constraints on the Conan O'Brien show when he was still doing the um, the late show. They just didn't have time to play the whole thing, and it was the uh, single they were playing. They got rid of it and literally never brought it back. And it's too bad. Um, I wish it was still played instead of the horny outro that goes on for two and a half minutes. Horny, horny outro. Put could only be one and a half minutes and they could play that other verse, but alas, it's gone. So, unfortunately, it is no longer with us. Isn't mm. that correct, Joe? It is correct. So, mm-hmm. Matt, right. what do you got? So,
1: Michael Devane at DMBNYGSU asks uh, Hashtag ads podcast Do you think the new songs are openers and they're starting the encore to avoid people walking away when they are played? No, because they wouldn't still play songs like Sleep the Dreamer
2: and stuff if they cared about people walking away
3: oh um,
1: that's about as direct as that's all i got to say about that
2: i think that's an interesting thought though i will say i never crossed my mind but i mean it is kind of a smart thing to do it's like if you're going to play um you know death in the high seas in the middle of the set you're going to get a lot of people going to the bathroom right um if you play it e1 you're probably not you're going to get a lot more eyeballs or ears um yeah for the song
0: yeah. I don't I don't really think they care anyway, to
2: be honest with you, but No, I don't think I don't they either. care either. But no. if you really were trying to make sure you get, you know, a song in everyone's ears, that would be a smart thing to do. But yeah, I agree. I don't think the band does it. Yeah. Question yeah. for me? Yes, sir. Um let's see here. Um Shane at Broken Things forty one um, says, Is this the best tour done two thousand six? I assume he's saying this is the best tour since 2006. Hashtag yes. This podcast. Yes. Um,
0: that, that may have been a clerical error on my part, by the way.
2: I, there may be a word missing. Okay.
0: Could happen. Um,
2: I would say best tour since 2000. I got to really kind of think. I mean, do you have an opinion already, Jake? Do you think? Uh, yeah. 2006?
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, no, there's been better tours since 2006. Um, 2008 was tour remember when 2009 was good when everybody loved it and said it was the best album tour ever but now it's like oh my god they play shake me like a monkey all the time i'm so sick of it play the old stuff that we want to hear a thousand times um no 08 was better 09 was better 10 was better um is it the best tour of this decade if you say 2010 doesn't count probably but no and 6 six wasn't that great anyway
2: 2010. Hmm.
0: 2010 was a great tour. Yeah. 2010 was a great tour. That
2: was a fun tour. Halloween got played a bunch of times. I will say that this tour is, like you said, it's it's the best tour of the past um, five or six, uh, five or so, um, in my opinion. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. Depends on what albums you like and what you know, what which tour you will like the best, but. Um I think this is a so far good things for this tour. We'll have to see how um how it continues here. We're like a what, a third through or so. It's, so
0: it's better than the last two, right, Matt?
1: Oh I would say so. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, for sure. I, I, yeah, I, I think so. Um here's one more question, then we'll call it a day. It's from uh Jeremy Shiflet at Halloween two forty, uh which is at Ants Marching. Is black and bluebird God. If so, do you care? Hashtag Ants Podcast.
2: Did you guys even realize it was gone? I did. Because I think we talked about it on a past podcast. I was like, man, I haven't listened to that song in for a while. It's it's kind of funny.
0: It's gone, and yeah, I mean, just kind of people have forgotten about it. Is it gone for good? Probably not. Um, was it that bad? No. Is it better than any of the songs played this year? No.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you you no. know. If you if you throw out Death in the High Seas, it's probably the best. Of the ones that debuted last year. I mean, that depends on your, on your feeling on it. You know, I, I know some people like Virginia in the Rain. Um, I don't think anybody liked um, Be Yourself except for the three guests on it. So,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, yeah, it's now. I don't think anybody cares. I mean, really, right, Matt? No, I don't. I certainly don't. That's the way it is. And really on a so. down note.
1: Yeah, <laughs> bummer. We put everybody in a depressed mood as we let you go here. Do you guys have anything to add before we send everybody off to despair?
2: Are we uh, Are we doing a podcast next week with the week off? Huh. no. How about no? We're gonna end. We're gonna end the streak. End the streak,
1: our, or do- end the streak for 2016. We are into June tomorrow, and we have not missed a single week of podcast. Uh-oh. We could bring
0: back an emergency Joe M's podcast. Well, I we mean, could uh, talk
2: about the app. We could, could talk, talk about, about the app. app. Could talk about the app, and I mean, we could come up. We have to see maybe how the how the news shakes out for the week. Um, I could tell stories on. Everything. I mean, there, oh, we are expecting a lot of um, updates on on what album to come out too. We are. We oh,
3: are.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the, this. It, don't you guys think that this the week off here is. For the intent to announce the what album? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wait, let me tell you
1: something. If that ends up coming out, that
2: laughing gets edited out. Absolutely. We could do a song series. We could do the Joe M song series. No, nobody wants it. Because here's the thing. Here's the problem. If we do a song series, I need to announce it now, and then you know cover cover the results next week, right? Because it's a two. It spans two podcasts, so. I don't think we want to get. I, I don't even know where I put the ping pong machine to to, to rile that my bump, up. My bumper's not queued up either. There you go. So, well, well, let's let us debate. We'll see. Um, maybe uh, if people tweet at us, maybe. How about that? Yeah. If they if they want one next week or not, or if they want a week off,
1: um, and we'll see what people say. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to yet another episode of the Ants Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day, and we will see you all soon. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour
3: central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.